Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. Yeah, and we're coming to you uh, from the from the good planet uh, Starship Earth here uh, during the day. Oh, yeah, For in, in the daylight hours. In daytime. Yeah, man. It's a little strange because we usually only do this at night. Yeah. I think this is only our second daytime recording. I think the first daytime recording went pretty good. I thought it so. seemed like. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't think we were doing video at that time. We were not. Um, so it was probably a little bit less obvious. I don't know if we talked about it either. Well, now it's very obvious, I would think. Because, yeah. Because, you know, there's sun coming in the window. Back there. Right? And yeah. That's not good for vampires, you know? It is not good for vampires. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm vamping out, man. <laughs> Are you going to hang upside down in your chamber later? <laughs> oh yes my darling <laughs> that's uh yeah i guess we need to watch some more of that show there's a new season of the uh what we do in the shadows oh that'd be good i do love that show. Yeah. and um yeah and we're also day drinking now people know that it's the daytime cheers uh yeah we're we're how how is it that we got to be so horrible <laughs> so many years of practice man <laughs> I mean, we've refined the horror that yeah. is that is our lives and our personas over <laughs> many, many years. First apart, then together. Right. Then apart, then together again. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, when were we apart that second time? First apart. So uh-huh. that was at first. Like, we weren't, like, twins or oh. anything <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> right. And then we met as kids. We were oh. apart. Then back together. I got you. Got I got you. Sorry. Yeah, man. Stick with me here. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were talking about there for a second. I was like, wait, did we yeah. break up and I missed it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. No, no. Um, but anyway. You would have probably known. Today's uh, daytime recording is brought to you by the fact that California went into phase three and so our child is not here. <laughs> And yeah, it's a little difficult to record a podcast, I would think, when there's a curious, interested, and kind of funny <laughs> little uh, 13, almost 14-year-old dude cruising around the house, Yeah, you know, who yeah. you don't necessarily want to be part of the podcast at this point. He's like hopping mad that he's not, by the way. He wants to be on an episode? Oh, no, he wants to be the producer. He doesn't think we're doing it right, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> even though he's never been able to watch in an episode yeah. or listen to an episode. Is but. that why he has so many helpful suggestions uh-huh. as we're working on things? He's yeah. like, these idiots. Uh-huh. They're uh, doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's probably right. <laughs> Maybe we should get Charlie on an episode since we had yeah. Morgan on. Yeah, we should. That we'll, might be kind of fun, actually. We'll do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe after the mixtape is over. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting to it, man. I mean, I it's hard to believe, but uh, and this is a little premature because we got some other shit to talk about. But like, we're this is episode fifty five of Team Babe, and this is um, uh, mixtape number. It's track fourteen. 14 track yeah. fourteen on the mixtape. Yeah, and there's only nineteen of these things. So I mean, what is that? Five more? Five, five more weeks? More. Some and then we'll have to figure out something to do with our lives. <laughs> it's like after I beat, um, or yeah, after I finished uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, I had a couple weeks there where I was just kind of like not on firm footing. You know, I'm getting my getting my non-Zelda legs back under me. Uh huh. How's yeah. it going? How's Good. that coming along? Oh, it's going great. Well, it's because you started playing another Zelda game. Is that why it helped? You helped uh, feel more solid, you know, once... It's just not the same. Oh, it's... Yeah. You it's know? not a replacement? Yeah. I kind of wish I could time travel back to before I've ever, I'd ever played it and just, like, play it again with zero knowledge. That's kind of like reading a book again for the first time or something. You can't really do that. You only get one shot at the first time, you know? Yeah. Much like Eminem, you only get one shot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I haven't felt that way about something in a very long time. Oh, that's interesting. A very long time. What did you feel? What have you felt like that about in the past before? Um, Probably the, (laughs) so sad, but probably the most recent of those would have been um, reading the You Suck books by Christopher Moore. Yeah. And I think that was about 2007. (laughs) Only like 13 years ago. Yeah. 
I haven't cool. had any like pure joy or excitement. So it's not really scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is kind of true that I haven't really gotten super excited about a book series or like a um, a movie or a magazine or something. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I really wanted to deep dive into it and get really like wrapped up in it. And but that's probably just a symptom of the last seven years or 13 years or it's been a time many long years it's been well it's kind of interesting too because like um i mean there's other stuff that you've like you know geeked out on or whatever like i can think of stuff like i don't know rufus wainwright's want one record for me and you probably too like right but i don't i don't feel the same way where it's like oh i wish i could go back having never heard that again and hear it over mm. for the first no. time. No, but that was even before. I mean, that was like 2003. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm picking up at the last time where I was really like, there's a thing and I'm like super into it. And I just want to, like, I, it blew my mind and I want to like re-experience it again for the first time. Yeah. You I know? don't know why it's different, why it seems different for me for like you know from music to movies or something like that but something about like about music in particular where it's like i don't know if it would if it would be as fun to hear this with you know fully fresh ears again you Mm. know but Mm -hmm. like with certain shows and stuff i think there's so much like surprise involved yeah yeah exactly and with a game that's as good as like breath of the wild you know like it's just you know, there's puzzles, there's battles, there's, you know, it's just, it's the best, man. Yeah, man. This episode brought to you by the good people at <laughs> Nintendo. I wish. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah. Then we'd be doing all kinds of annoying ad reads. Mm. Yeah. Think of the horror about that. Ad reads and day drinking. For, we'd be like, kill Tony. <laughs> Are they day drinking? I mean, I would. Well, Red Band so. probably is. <laughs> <laughs> They're day smoking. Yeah, we got a few episodes to catch up on fully there. That's but, true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, uh, what is it called? Level three, phase three. We're in phase three. We're in the phases, man. But uh, that being said, I don't. You know, well, I probably shouldn't even get into it. But <laughs> don't get into it. <laughs> Nothing's changed. We're just in phase three. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's all the same. I mean, the virus is the same. Well, there have been some things. Like we, for for instance, well, as you mentioned, Charlie went back to work, um, right? Yeah. Uh, because of the phase three yeah. thing. So we have, you know, a few days or maybe like a day a week where we're just like doing our thing. We got some, finally get some alone time. The three of us are not on this boat 24 hours a day. Uh, one of us has exited to the shore. Thank <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> and yeah, Charlie, I'm sure is grateful oh, for yes, that too. Yes, he, he wanted to get off the boat. Yeah, he had his first day back, <laughs> and he got to hold like a baby gray fox. Yeah, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah, it was cool. Little pup, um, puppy fox. What do they call those kits? A kit. Yeah. But, Where's you know, my kit? There's like a couple of things. I mean, things, I wouldn't say things are the same as they were two weeks ago as far as like, what are we doing each day or, you know, what's available to do? What I mean is that um, the virus is still there <laughs> and uh, it's still sort of deadly, you know, but maybe people are learning how to go out and do things. I hope they're learning how to do it um, with you know, in a different way. Oh, with the precautions and such? Yeah. 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 And so we, we went ahead and um, we had our wedding anniversary. Yeah. 21 um, years, baby. 21 years, man. Mm-hmm. So now our marriage is old enough to buy alcohol. Yeah. Our, mar- our marriage can legally drink Yeah. in California. Yeah. And, um, and that's gamble? Kind or you're of just a, gambling 18? Yeah, yeah, that's 18. That was okay. ages ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> our, our, our marriage has been gambling since day one <laughs> and that's 23 years together now, 23. So that's where we're at. If for the, anybody that's keeping score, uh, on our marriage, that's yeah. where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that does seem like an insanely long time. Yeah. Uh, but not really. I mean, just to say that out loud 
makes me seem like I should feel much older or something or be more decrepit. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that's coming. Uh, But like we actually went out to a restaurant and but we had to take Charlie with us. (laughs) So we had a romantic anniversary dinner date with Charlie at um, a restaurant. But we sat outside. So, yeah. And that was good. Sat outside, had some steaks. It It was good. I mean, it was nice to finally do that after three and a half months or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a little strange. It was a little bit of a ghost town vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, for it being like, what, like, wasn't it a Friday too? Like nobody was out and about, Yeah. which was interesting. I don't know. Maybe they were all somewhere else. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I think like, you know, small town America is being hit and will probably continue to be hit like pretty hard by this situation oh, yeah. so i don't For know sure. like how many places were even open like we called a few different places and you know right it was not super easy to find one that we wanted to go to that was open right. you know and seating customers outside basically yeah we looked out we got like the last outside spot so yeah. that was a nice little sort of interruption in the monotony of what we've been doing um so that was nice and uh, it was also, you know, Charlie graduated from eighth grade that day. So we went to a 9 a.m. Uh, eighth grade graduation in a parking lot. And we all, you know, it was a drive-in graduation, as I think pretty much everybody has done this year, if it wasn't a just strictly remote graduation. Um, and that was interesting. Uh, so Charlie graduated eighth grade on our anniversary. Yeah. And that was uh, <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but it was good. And so that's kind of the end of, uh, grade school, you know, and, and now it's just high school and then Charlie will be 18. College. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Oh yes. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, I might have to go back to college if he doesn't. I think we're all going to go to college. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. We're sick. Of, we've we've been in the school of hard knocks for so long, you know. Uh, yeah, I've got my wanna, master's degree in that. We want to formalize our <laughs> education. We want to stop, you know, singing that uh, hard knock life song or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, like, I would. I at some point, I'd like to go back to school, but um, the idea of doing that right now seems insane. But uh, you know, you never know. Yeah, the idea of doing a lot of things that we used to just do is pretty weird now. I, I um, um, actually was telling um, a friend of mine that I, I regret not getting my law degree, um, like I thought I was going to in high school, um, for times like this, because it always seems like when things really go wrong, you know, and people need help and all these situations really need some kind of like massive overhaul, you know. Uh, the only people that can really do that are lawyers. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I always feel like, well... Dang it, if I was a lawyer, I'd be doing a lot more, you know? Yeah. I mean, you'd probably also have several thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Sure. Um, yeah. Possibly. Unless you got that, you know, that scholarship for being so talented. <laughs> Somehow I doubt it. You know, I think uh, sometimes I think I'm talented and then I go and do things like apply for jobs or, you know, whatever. And then I realize that I'm not actually that talented. <laughs> At least in the eyes of other people who have degrees and whatnot. It's all relative, man. There's many levels to this game, as a wise uh, philosopher of some kind said one time. Was it Keanu Reeves from The Matrix? Um, <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't think so. I think he said, Dang. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> that was his big line from that. I think that. he said, Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the um, the uh, ad for the Bill and Ted movie? No. Is it horrible? <laughs> I want to watch it now. <laughs> I mean, it is horrible, but it, I don't know. It looks like it I'm might gonna be I'm going to watch fun. it. I'll watch it. No matter what. Even yeah. if it's horrible, I'll have to it's watch it. It's too bad there won't be any Rufus, you know, or whatever. Like the, the guy that operates the telephone booth or whatever. I don't. Rufus. It's been a George, while. George Car- Carlin. Oh, it's been a while since I watched it, so I forgot about that. It's Is been he, a while. Has he passed away? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, quite a while ago, I think. I think I missed that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, the other fun thing that we did on our anniversary. So this is two things we did, right? Graduation yeah. and eating at a mm-hmm. restaurant, although socially distanced on the outside. 
we watched Beetlejuice too, which I find to be a romantic movie, but what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Was that Tim Burton's like first feature film or was there something else? I think so. Before that. That, that was like the first big thing, right? That was like thing, the breakout, right? yeah. Yeah, I think like I, I like the movie. I, I have um, memories of watching it not at the time because I think I didn't see it till later. Uh-huh. Maybe once we were together or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. But then I haven't seen it for a long, long time uh, since then. But um, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't it was your all favorite right. dog. It wasn't my favorite dog. Uh-huh. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, Michael Keaton is great in it. And what's her name? Catherine O'Hara. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, the, the quality of the, uh, like, the actors and stuff for the most part is, like, super good. Uh, what's her name? Um, Winona. Yeah, Winona. It's pretty good. Um, but, like, I mean, what do you want? What do you expect for, like, a dorky, like, ghost uh you know ghost movie or whatever but like it just like went nowhere like i just don't there there wasn't much of a story oh alec baldwin you know is great and gina davis i mean that's like a blockbuster cast so um. no it is it's just like i wanted i wanted i don't even want to say it because i think that would be the third time and then he might show up Said Beetlejuice. I said it once. You said it. Oh. And then if we say it one more time, then Michael Keaton will come here, That's which would be awful because then we'd be able to interview him on the podcast. <laughs> Let's Maybe. Try it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice. I wanted Beetlejuice to. I wanted. It didn't seem like he was that consequential to the story, and it's like the movie is named Beetlejuice. I don't know what did I miss here. <laughs> Well, first of all, I think that uh, you're missing the uh, the whole point of the movie is that it is a visual feast and not so much an intrepid story. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like everything's fine. And like uh, Winona is like dancing in the air at the end. Yeah, like, it's because the ghosts and the people of the living learn to live together and laugh. Um, have a good time. See, mm. it really is the perfect movie for these times. <laughs> <laughs> no it has nothing to do with that it was um so i uh i think the idea is that it pokes fun at yuppies right it, it pokes fun at like um the stereotypes that people have and it's also funny it's got a lot of like slapstick funny because mm-hmm. you never expect like gina davis to take her face off so right. if you're seeing that for the first time you're like what you know right and so um i don't know it's just sort of like the juxtaposition of these like snobby new yorkers and their art and their all this stuff coming to this little town and then you know combining that with all this like campy terrible special effects yeah you know it just kind of makes for this sort of i don't know like to me it's sort of heartwarming heartwarming and silly and just sort of um it was a statement for its day yeah And so the people who commit suicide, there's a strange like morality of some kind to this. Like the people who commit suicide are the people who have to do like clerical jobs or something. Is that what I'm I'm to understand here? Well, they're they're stuck in the purgatory forever. Oh, okay. That's the waiting room. Yeah. Yeah, and they have those. You know, they're waiting and waiting and. Yeah, I don't know. Watch it, man. Uh, let us know what you think about the movie Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, four times. It, it was fun. It I, was I'm fine. Glad I'm glad it. we watched it on our anniversary. And thanks. That was for, a good idea. You know, thanks for humoring me because yeah. we wouldn't watch it at Halloween. So I feel vindicated now that I got to watch it on our anniversary. Sometimes uh, I apparently have put my foot down and said things like, "I won't watch this on Halloween." I have no memory of that because. <laughs> If I think back now, I'm like, well, of course. Why wouldn't I have wanted to watch that on Halloween? I don't know. I said, hey, you want to watch Beetlejuice on Halloween? Because I was I dressed up as the mom from Beetlejuice. This year? This last year. Yeah. Did we go somewhere? No. I went to work. That was that. Oh. <laughs> wow. My memory yeah. is not what it used to be. I think you were in a bad mood that day. Something happened. Yeah. But anyway... Hey, man, I can be in a bad mood even when nothing happens. 
that's exhibited true. by <laughs> <laughs> the last few fucking weeks. Uh, no, just the last 24 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not a big deal. Things are going great around here. <laughs> How are they going for you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, I'm just day drinking. Everything's great. Everything's just fine. Um, everybody is feeling just wonderful. Everybody's kung fu fighting. <laughs> everybody is, is kung fu fighting, which is, yeah, it's just fun. It's the Matrix, you know? We loaded up the training module, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne is kicking my ass in kung fu. That'd be so fun. Yeah. You'd I never, mean, not to get my ass kicked by Lawrence Fishburne. You'd never stop playing that game. No. I know. Good thing yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, um, you know... We watched a lot of stuff, as you do, uh, you know, when you're mostly at home. Like, we watched that Lance Armstrong documentary. Oh, right. Did we talk about that a little bit in the last episode? Maybe. I think we watched had watched the first point, uh, oh. the first part at that point. We finished it. Yeah. We were a little ahead of the curve on our recording schedule, and now we are on the curve. Yeah. We had to take a week off. We had a, um, we had a moment. <laughs> we had a Mohinder moment. Yeah. Uh, that a Mohinder moment um, is when the shadow of epicness passes over the field, um, the pitch uh, of the soccer field, and you you perfectly strike the ball into the upper V of the of the opposing team's goal, and that is a Mohinder moment. And is that named after someone named Mohinder? No, there's a ball. Okay, so that comes from uh, like a soccer camp that I did in like 1992 or 93 or something like that. Dang, look how old you are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Go> Fuck. <ahead>. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Maybe it was more like 94. I think I had the shirt still for a long time. Um, anyway, there was uh, there were some funny people running the camp. One of them, uh, Bruce, became like, good friends with like another friend of ours and stuff you remember bruce yeah <laughs> okay um <laughs> and uh yeah so anyway the one i can't remember the guy's names but they had all this all these funny like sayings about the shadow of epicness and uh having a, a mohinder moment and so there were all these like training uh soccer balls and the brand was mohinder oh i see I and there's like the shittiest cheapest soccer ball you could get basically so right. like when you struck it it felt like you were it felt dead and also like it was as light as a balloon somehow. <laughs> so like you would you would hit it with your foot and it would like sting your instep uh-huh. and it would like not go <laughs> just went like yeah. Kaplunk. Yeah, yeah. It would it would go but like it would do weird shit in the air and stuff like that. So anyway. So it was sort of a joke, like I'm gonna have a Mohinder moment, like the Got perfect it. epic shot with this on goal with ball. a shitty ball uh-huh. right. and it's gonna like spin off and like you know hit grandma in the face on the sideline or something like that you know that's kind of like what i thought was going to happen with my bjorn borg tennis racket i thought i was going to have a bjorn borg moment where i just whipped you know that other jimmy connor's ass or something did bjorn borg whip jenny jimmy (laughs) (laughs) jenny connor no but you know who he got was um gosh what's his name you know the guy with the curly hair that was such an asshole oh yeah um you know the guy that's just like me on the tennis court. <laughs> what is his name? Man, oh God damn it! Well, anyway, he people beat are him. yelling. All of the yeah. thousands of listeners right now are yelling into the their speakers. He beat he beat him, and uh, that was his Mohinder moment. Okay. And uh, so, of course, I had the signature classic, you know, racket, but hadn't been restrung for you know thirty years or something. So I'm like picturing going out there and pulling like an Andre Agassi or something, you know, and then like I start hitting the ball finally, you know, after missing it several times, and I start finally connecting with the ball, and it's just like, oh man, it's like trying to play tennis with like an old shoe (laughs) (laughs) it had no spring whatsoever super dead yep dead as a doornail yeah um, i played without the entire um season that i played in high school (laughs) yeah (laughs) the other fun thing about that soccer camp that i just remembered um is like they they would do this um crazy announcer voice because i guess like when the 94 world cup was going on there was like 
whoever aired the games or whatever, they had like a special announcer that would like do the pre-show or whatever. And he'd be like, it's the 1994 <laughs> FIFA World Cup. Oh, I remember that. Or something like that, you know? Right. And so basically another runner of a joke was like using that announcer voice for like going to Taco Bell or doing anything. <laughs> I like it. I remember your soccer days. I mean, after that, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you were pretty good. I still had some soccer days, uh, you know, while we were together. I know. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I watched you like rip all the skin off your thigh several times. Yeah, I scored a goal in that fucking game and got a f- and got a foul, so it was disallowed for like pushing off of somebody as I like turned around in the in the oh, penalty box. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was fucking lame. Oh, th- maybe that's why you're upset. Because I could count on my on one hand the number of goals I got to score in my soccer career. You know, because I was like I usually played like defense defense or like midfield or something. I didn't have a lot of like opportunities in the box. You know, just a little soccer talk for you here, guys. A little football. Well, now it all makes sense. I thought you were mad because you scraped up your thigh. No, man. Sacrifice your body, you know, for the for the good of the team, you know. But I wanted that goal because I think I think that would have tied us or, or had us win the game. Well, you need Stupid a Stupid ref, man. I'm still fucking pissed at that ref. <laughs> this was, what, 30 years ago or something? No, not 30. But. Oh, my gosh, not 30. Well, we've only been, we were together and we've been together for 23 years. So it was within that time frame, but it was probably 23 years ago. That's right. Yeah. Um, So the other thing that we watched that was actually really, oh, and we didn't even talk about Lance. I mean, I guess it's not even worth talking about. No. I mean, he's an asshole and uh, he cheated and uh, he still thinks he's all right. Yeah. (laughs) Then you can just skip it. That's the summary. Um, the other thing that we watched that was actually good was, uh, this HBO show Betty and we just watched the season finale and that was really good. And it was a really, um, you know, like, like a, it was really escape. positive. Yeah. It was like a really uplifting little dreamy yeah. escape, you know, sort of yeah. like high maintenance. Is. It wasn't like a fairy tale or anything like real shit happens in the story, you know? So there's like actual stakes and stuff, but I don't know. You just, I, I came away anyway, loving the characters and like how supportive they were, ended up being of each other. Right. And yeah. then like the little subtleties and how they told that story was like mm-hmm. super good. And the cinematography was really cool. And mm-hmm. I love the clothes, even though they were too expensive for real life yeah (laughs) you know i mean it was good it was all everything you want in a little fantasy art show yeah Um, because to me the visuals are 75 percent of the show like if you if your visuals are off i'm sorry i don't care how good your story is i'm not gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) i could say something about beetlejuice right now but i will hold back you don't think the visuals are 75 percent of the story Mm. you didn't like they might have been at the time. Well, they're very cheesy. They yeah. like the claymation and stop motion. And, yeah. Because that was a necessity or whatever, because it was 1988 or something. Yeah. Wait, he did Batman, too, right around yeah, that time, right? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. That's um, weird. Is it? That he did Batman? Well, that's probably how he got to do this movie and got those actors and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. Batman was much higher budget, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, I don't really like that Batman. Not a fan, huh? That's not my Batman. Yeah. Betty. Anyway, HBO's Betty. Check that out. If you want a good show, that's sort of like just fun. And I, I think uplifting, uh, during this time. And I think, uh, another thing is we've been trying to uh, kind of expand, like, I know for me, like I'm somebody that tries to stay away from the news (laughs) because I find it extremely, um, disabling mostly. (laughs) and distracting uh but we've been trying to uh you know in an effort to like educate ourselves a little bit and just try to pay attention to what's going on and what's really going on what's you know just bullshit and all that sort of thing um we did listen to a rush limbaugh interview on a radio show called the breakfast club and it's not breakfast club's not something that we always listen to or anything but i had heard of it before and so yeah anyway we 
we checked it out. And uh, what did you think of it? What was your take on that? Yeah, it was uh, it was a shit show, <laughs> for sure. You know, and there, there's a weird thing. Like, I think because of like you know who I, um, my family growing up, and like this area, and all the kind of like Republican conservative um, influence. Like, I listened to a lot of Rush Limbaugh. I remember that being a very, a very much of a shock when to I was, me. when I was a kid, you I, know, basically. I, I didn't find that out until I went on a trip with your family. Oh, and were we listening to like Rush Limbaugh? Oh yeah. So much oh my God. to the point where I was like, are we seriously going to just listen to this? Like for, first it was all good. Y'all started out with like a book on tape and I was like, all right. And then like about two days into the trip, it was all Rush Limbaugh all the time. And I was like, oh my God, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. So I don't know. I think like the Breakfast Club and like Rush's show or whatever are both under the same like production company or, um, you know, radio broadcasting umbrella or something. So it's sort of like uh, an unlikely pairing of, you know, people to hear talking on the radio together. Right. right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't, it didn't seem like it was very productive. Um, but I mean, the breakfast club folks, uh, you know, Charlemagne and and the rest of the the people, like, I don't know, they didn't, didn't back down on shit as you would expect, you know, but it just, it just, they didn't get anywhere. But yeah, Rush, um, I think still he's got like a great radio broadcasting voice and persona, like super distinctive. Um, but I mean, of course, like the content is just crazy (laughs) and like the bottom line is like, I'm never going to change my mind about anything ever. That's like the whole Rush Rush Limbaugh vibe. And that is so fucking crazy to me. Yeah. Like that was his statement. Like I will never open my mind to liberal ideals or whatever yeah you know to mean? liberalism it, yeah and that and that's it for yeah me. you know that's and i'm gonna die you know a card carrying conservative to the end no matter what i hear so it's like in that way is it is it um how is that you know you can't really have a conversation with someone like that and expect there to be progress on their side yeah. I, I think um it is good to attempt those conversations in, in an effort to um one, show that you'll have a conversation with someone you disagree with. And two, to kind of expose their closed-mindedness or their opinions or whatever. But I know yeah. from my own personal experience that there's no persuading someone like that. Well, really, there's no persuading, you know, someone and like, uh, you know, uh, somebody else on another podcast I listened to um, kind of said, said this basically like uh, the whole thing about living in a different reality from somebody. Yeah. And like, especially if somebody is clearly going, I will never consider your point of view to be valid. It's like, well, why bother? Why bother having the conversation? The only benefit I could see to that particular conversation is that the cross, um, you know, the audience hearing, hearing different ideas, could have some be helpful positive effect somewhere (laughs) but yeah i mean like and the crazy thing to me is like for that rush thing and for me listening to that you know so much as a kid and like the kind of residual hangover of that of like sort of conservatism being sort of like the baseline Mm -hmm. in my life for a good portion of time Mm -hmm. is like a self-fulfilling thing because if part of your if part of your whole vibe and your mantra is that you're not going to change your mind about something that you're so sure you're right. Um, then why would you ever consider another opinion or right. whatever? And until I started like listening to other things and investigating other things, I wouldn't have, I wasn't doing that you either. You weren't questioning that per se. No, of course those people are just fucking stupid. Yeah, and I think that that's really where the education part comes in because it's like this is why everybody always comes back to education being so important to a change or just moving forward or, you know, like letting go of some of these like really old-fashioned ideas. And a lot of conservative people are kind of holding on to some very old-fashioned things that make them feel comfortable or they just feel are right or whatever. Um and and it and that's really true. And I mean like um yeah. And so 
you know, it's like he didn't get the opportunity for like college, right? Like high higher college education but you know you educated yourself and i mean like anybody can do that but Mm -hmm. it's like you have to want to and you have to be able to receive yeah the information you have to be able to consider other ideas you have to be ready for that and yeah you know and go that takes a while well hey you know i this is sort of like raising my hackles right now for whatever reason but like maybe i need to look there's something here maybe i need to look into this a little deeper like why does this make me uncomfortable or why yeah what what am i holding on to so tight here that's like yeah yeah. and i mean i've been in the same boat too but i think um the difference between you and i is that like um i think you're growing up you definitely had a um you know a close relationship with your family as you should and trusted uh their opinions and you know the way they feel about things which is totally natural i think that that's sort of the influence that parents have on kids but i i didn't have that particular experience like my experience was really different so i i just came um i came at like seeing things from my own point of view earlier but that's just like survival that's just like you know was a different situation right but you could have also been like yeah (laughs) i could have i'm just so i'm such a um i hate i hate these other people well you were you were always like um what do you always call me i'm so disagreeable disagreeable yes my disagreeable af my first word was no way (laughs) i think we need to get you like a shirt or a hat or something that says disagreeable Mm. as fuck yeah, I like that. I'd wear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's not a negative. Uh, I mean, it's negative if that's all you do. If you're just like a yeah. hater, you know, if, no, you, if I... you're in the ha- player haters ball <laughs> or whatever. I you really know? hope I'm not. Yeah. Player haters <laughs> ball. <laughs> you know, talking shit about Buck Nasty's <laughs> mom or whatever, you know. I mean, I might have been at one point or another, but I hope I've left the hater players ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. Um, so. Of course, as you do, um, these these times, these kind of situations where people are getting really like, um, you know, they're letting their voice be heard, right? People that want change and, you know, want to end racism, like, you know, we're, we're hearing from a lot of those people, which I think we should. I think so. Obviously, there's lots of other people out there that don't think so. They think it's unnecessary or it's, um, it's not right or it's this or it's that or whatever. They so, don't think it's a genuine... They're either just racist themselves and they don't want it or they don't think it's a genuine effort to change. They think it's some like virtue signaling cuck vegan libtard <laughs> bullshit, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right. Or they think it's the deep state or they think it's people trying the, to control me and taking our yeah. gerbs. It's the, it's the conspiracy. It's the, okay. But you yeah. know, um, whatever their reason might be, I have encountered a lot of, um, information from people this last couple of weeks on social media and um let me tell you my my friend list is dwindling huh and that's not like you know everybody says like oh you just want to be in an echo chamber of like hearing your own opinion back to you well no i don't because like i i encounter enough racist opinions and stuff in the real world where i don't need to surround myself with it and social media to feel like I I'm keeping myself in check. So that's just me. But, yeah. um, anyway, it, uh, a couple of things, you know, came up this week where it reminded me <laughs> of something I totally forgot about. Um, so I, when I was a kid, we used to, um, visit with my grandma who lived in the Bay area. Mm. Um, and, uh, she was a lot of fun, but unfortunately she was like a card carrying racist, you know? And she was but a fun racist. <laughs> I mean, she was fun in that comparing her to my other grandparents. She was fun because she was funny. I mean, right, she had a right. sense of humor. Yeah, it wasn't she necessarily was a snappy like, dresser. <laughs> okay, you know, outwardly you know. mean and no. you know. Well, not mean to me. No, yeah, because you're white. Sure. Oh, well, she was a little bit mean to me. I mean, even even within our own family, she had her um, people she put on a pedestal and people she didn't. Was she mean to you? It, it was just that, so... Little this, comments, like, about, like, nose size or something like that? No, or it like was more like... Your, you know, boobs aren't big enough or something? <laughs> it was more... Well, that was later, like, when I went into my tomboy phase, you know? Um, and they all thought I was She lesbian. made fun of you for being flat-chested or something? No, she 
she loved these two cousins that I had. Yeah. And they, those two were her favorites. So what she would do is she would put their portraits above the fireplace. And now these are not like a little, you know, like five by seven. We're talking about like a 16 by 20. Like, like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, like, I mean, wow. a huge portrait above, you know, like, please worship this daily. This is the altar of my favorite grandchildren, you know. Um, I never made it. I never made it. You never made the mantle? Mm, nope. <laughs> nope. Not even when she knew I was coming. She didn't even put my picture up just for fun. Um, so I wasn't the favorite. And I think part of the reason was because, one, I didn't live there. I wasn't with her all the time. And, two, um, I didn't want to please her, you know. So, uh, anyway. I like that. Never made the mantle. Never. I never made that mantle. And you know what? In retrospect, that's 100% A-OK with me. Maybe that's the name of our our anti-racist uh, podcast. <laughs> never made the mantle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she... We were all having or, dinner. Hold on. Oh, or sorry. maybe it's like our um, podcast about drilling to the center of the earth. Oh, the mantle. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The, the layer right before the Never made it through like the crust. Lava or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the mantle? Is the mantle like a couple miles down? I think so. It's okay. the thing that, you know, keeps that boiling hot magma, you know, in place, you know. Okay. So it just goes up to the little spouts that are the volcanoes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, sorry, that's okay. So like I remembered after seeing a, what I would consider to be racist, um, post from my cousin. Um, I was, <laughs> the, the irony is that. Was this a one who made the mantle? Oh yes. She made the mantle and never left. Damn. From day one. Yeah. Day one on. She's like, take the throne, bitch. Yeah. She was the queen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I always, you know, like as a kid, I always wanted to be like her. I thought she was great. She was a little older than me. You know, I thought she was super cool. So, um, we're all sitting around the table at my grandma's house having dinner. And, um, you know, she's got, <laughs> as you do when you're Southern, you got your chandelier and you got your, you know, uh, stemware and whatnot. And so anyway, uh, my cousin announces that she's decided that she's going to marry Michael Jackson. <gasps> And this is like 1989, maybe, or 1990. And, uh, and of course, he was like super popular. He was like the most popular singer of all yeah, time. Yeah, like right? the biggest like yeah. pop star, rock star yeah. of all time. Everybody loved him. And this obviously is before all the allegations. So, you know. Yeah. And um, even though he was likely diddling children or whatever he did at this point nobody knew oh, about it yet nobody knew about it we certainly didn't know about it as kids i mean sure that yeah that was like another <laughs> another world we found out about later but she said yeah i'm gonna marry michael jackson he is so cute you know and um and i was like yeah cool like you know i like michael jackson sure. like okay and so then my grandma goes well you can't marry him because he's black and then she responds with well he's not that black that's what your cousin said. Yeah. He's just a little bit black. Like he's so light skinned. Like, you know, he almost looks white. Mm. And then my grandma's like, no, he, everybody knows he's a black man and you know, you can't marry a black man. <laughs> so this is the kind of dinner conversation that was just like, just normal, you know, just yeah. fine. Everybody's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Cause like, I think so today as we record this is like the 14th of june yeah like i think the 12th of june is like some national love day or something mm -hmm. like that right mm -hmm. where it's like i don't know was it was alabama or one of the southern states like the last ones to legalize yeah, like interracial sure. marriage or but something yeah, it's called loving day yeah and it was mm -hmm. like in the 90s or something yeah. i mean i don't know but it was like it's way a long time super too late long. way too long yeah yeah, so the same ones in that piece about <laughs> not social distancing at the beach. That that same <laughs> that same state or whatever. <laughs> oh, that was a real gem. Yeah. yeah. Um so anyway, this so this is just something that's like It runs deep. Yeah, it's, it's alive and well and it's yeah. always been um kind of a part of my life. So Yeah. I not that I enjoyed that, but you know, it's just but they just felt um it wasn't subtle. <laughs> It's not a subtle kind of racism. Yeah. So when people say things like, there's no racism, this is all a hoax. This is all just 
the liberal media, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that it is very much a thing. Like, and if you're white, I think it's very apparent that it's a thing um, within your own groups. Mm. You know, like, I think that white people with white people will really let it all hang out. That's my experience. And uh, maybe if there was somebody there that was black, they might out of polite society-ness hold back. Yeah. You know, or to save face with somebody else. Right. But to not have a confrontation or just of this, some kind. Yeah. Just this week I had a conversation with someone where they let it all hang out. They feel like talking to me is some kind of safe space because we're all white. Right. And I, I, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not going to fly. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, your your friend list on Facebook is dwindling. It but, is rapidly. Um, <laughs> not really, but I mean, you know, you're cutting out the cutting out the dead wood, man. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you don't have to subject yourself to that bullshit, especially people that you know you're not necessarily really friends with. Yeah. Exactly. You know, uh, even friends. If your friend, if your friend is saying some shit on, you know. Right. Yes, like why, why? Why do you need to see that? Right, you know. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Um, I guess now that we're like what an hour, but no, we're like forty-five minutes in. We could get into the main topic. For Let's get tonight. into the main topic. What do you think? I like it. What do you suppose? Yeah. I mean, we had a lot to go over. We didn't even get to some of it. Uh, but it's definitely like the shooting the cool breeze section was definitely was heavy, long, heavy this time. But that was because we missed a week, and so we had to catch up. We had a lot to catch okay, up on. But we're it's true. Up. We're caught up now. Oh, one other thing, real quick, is we've also been watching the Chappelle Show. Yes. Uh, which we bought, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Which is also racial uh, uh, minefield. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, but I really enjoyed watching. Wait, so it's it again. a crazy time to be watching that. <clears throat> It is. And then we watched the Chappelle special, too, mm-hmm. which was really good. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, yeah. But, uh, you know, like some of our dear podcasting friends, not really. They're not our friends, but <clears throat> I like them. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, Seth and Jonathan. Uh, we're here to build things up this week, not tear them down. And like uh, that. that leads to this week's hot track. All right. What is that hot track, my darling? <laughs> This week's hot track is It Takes Time to Build from the Beastie Boys. Yeah. From their album to the Five Burrows. When did that come out? 2004? Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because that's one of the sort of sleeper albums I think maybe people don't listen to very much because it was so long after like Ill Communication and all that. But it's a really good album. Like I would say there's only like maybe one stinker on there. Like it's a good solid album. Yeah. Um, what are the boroughs again? Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Staten, Manhattan? Yep. Okay. You got it. Damn. Look at you. Someone's Look at me. Look, Look at me showing my geographical, <laughs> sociopolitical <laughs> knowledge like here. like you've been to New York. <laughs> but I haven't. Dang. <laughs> but really that. what it is is I just listened to that song. <laughs> and it's like Sesame Street where they teach you through song, you know? Uh, yeah, the five boroughs. So yeah, man. this we picked this track because of this line that says it takes a second to wreck it, but it takes time to build. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really true. Uh, like for so many things, but like in relation to all the stuff that we're experiencing with like equality and, you know, racism and all the all these issues. It's like I think I grew up feeling like, oh, you know, th- there was so much pro- progress made during civil rights and laws that changed and you know like things feel more fair and things feel more equal but that's me saying that from my own privileged perspective mm-hmm. um that when we kind of got into this trump era i was like i kind of felt shocked to be like wow we have to do this again right <laughs> like damn it <laughs> um <laughs> it's fr- it's really funny um i think today is trump's birthday actually Ew. Gross. Yeah, so I think I think everybody is trying to like flood his feed with pictures of Obama uh, and stuff, which is pretty funny. Probably like small hand pictures and stuff too. Uh, but a funny thing about this song, and a funny thing about Chappelle's show, and something else that we watched recently is like, oh, we're watching Will and Grace also, oh, yeah. and all of these things are talking about Bush, right? Right. George W. Yeah. Um, because the you know they came out at the time when he'd been reelected, I guess, probably. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you know, and like in this song, they're talking about him dropping out of the Kyoto Treaty and all this shit, and like you know, and being a warmonger and you, things like that. You yeah, know? yeah, we're addicted to you know OPEC and all this shit, uh-huh. uh, which is all interesting and true. But then like juxtaposing that against today, um, sixteen years later, you which know, which isn't that long, honestly, when you no, think about presidents. No, but two presidents later, yeah. and it's like so much worse oh my gosh like i think almost any of us that aren't trump fans would uh and maybe you are <laughs> uh <laughs> please go away <laughs> don't don't alienate half of our audience man uh, no i'm just joking racists can fuck off and trump fans 100. if you're racist can fuck <laughs> off unless you have some good reason but i can't think of what that would be but you know convince me i'm that guy sitting at the table in the park you convince me um <laughs> why why it's good um because it's not uh but yeah so anyway i forgot where i was going oh with that. so basically like i mean we've had this conversation where we both were like not on board with i mean i assume we were both not on board with bush at the time i don't know maybe you're still coming out of your rush limbaugh hangover but like i i remember just thinking like what an idiot this guy's such a dummy like oh, what a stupid president i mean i was really kind of like you know i don't like this guy he's just and now <laughs> now compared to trump i would have george w back any any time right. not that that's the right thing to do in this moment no but just in comparison his badness or his um mot- his motives or whatever his actions were not great but they were completely different than trump yeah like on a completely more more uh polite he was like you know polite sort of knew how to say some right things do some right things you know wasn't a great speech maker per se but uh you know seeing him hell out, of a painter though yeah see him outside the presidency i'm just kind of like he's a much nicer person yeah <laughs> but you know he's part of the whole all the lizard people and all this shit you know yeah. the, the deep yeah. state lizards and the get fresh flow um, <laughs> he's yeah, not part but, of the get fresh flow let me tell you that i think he might be part lizard you know i think people that live in texas must be part lizard to be able to brave that weather and that those geographical conditions you know it looks nice man <laughs> i don't know man i drove through texas and i haven't gone back but uh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't go to any of the cities it was just all the in-betweens you know yeah i'm sure the cities are great i'm sure they are but uh but anyway like th- like the beastie boys they're like all about um you know being like activists you know standing up for stuff like through their music or through their lyrics like trying to use their platform for good i mm-hmm. would say yep. you know i mean they were total asshole dickheads in the 80s like not gonna deny that like they were just like beer drinking frat boys yeah with um, the giant uh, dick on yeah. stage you know yeah. and like womanizers and all that stuff although i mean at least they were like what 20 or something when that happened i mean everybody's gonna make mistakes the thing that's different about them is that they at least change their tune and like try to do something about it and to um, put more positive stuff out there. And, you know, like I went to free Tibet and that was a huge activist fundraiser concert for Tibetan issues and stuff. So it's, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, what do you, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be known for? You know, they could have just gone on to eternity just being dickheads. Sure. You yeah, know, like um, just raking in the cash. I, I don't mean, know what would be an example of that, like Kid Rock or something. <laughs> yeah, probably, um, yeah. I mean, just somebody that just doesn't give a fuck. And they Kid Rock's the best. I don't know. Maybe he's a super nice guy. I think it's just like I mean, honestly, Michael Jackson probably would be a great great example of that. He is somebody that um, he did not use his power for good. He spent all of his money. He abused people. You know what I mean? Like he just became a um a narcissist and <laughs> yeah and a chimpanzee uh, <laughs> abuser or whatever i, mean, that's I don't like, know that's, that's like a wild allegation like taking your platform and just letting it destroy you yeah. you know because but of babe, your... thriller oh he came out with thriller. thriller. <laughs> i know like that dave chappelle's i know i know no i love thriller i mean i love his music it's, sure it's such a bummer but but yeah but what did he leave behind you know yeah. An empty uh, theme park. 
Right. Yeah, but and then like, you know, one of the Beastie Boys, you know, passed away. Um, but I feel like he at least left behind sort of like this example, you know, of how you can change your mind. You yeah. can try to do good, you know, Con- while you're here. Like conscious uh yeah. you know being conscious rock of your- or hip hop or whatever. Yeah. Seems like that fairly early in the nineties, like they're already sort of or at least MCA. Yeah, and they changed their tune. Was uh, moving in that direction or whatever. And it was kind of interesting to see that part of that uh, Apple TV documentary that yeah. was talking about that, too. Yeah. And um, so it's like they're, you know, they're white boys, right? But they're in the hip hop world. But they still, I think they're respected because, you know, they weren't assholes forever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, I just feel like that's a nice. Except I for think, Ad Rock. I think he's kind of an asshole. Maybe he's a brat for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe Fucking he, guitar players, man. Who knows what he does in his personal life? But, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, hey, maybe we should all try to be like the BC Boys a little bit more. You know. Yeah. Like change, change it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true, man. Um, yeah, except we should all not die like MCA did. He did. He died way too early. Um, yeah. but you know, we have very little control over that. That's for sure. Yeah. Like you got to make the most of it while you're here, right? Yeah, man. Cause it takes a second to wreck it. But it takes time to build. Yeah. So I think, what do they say? So just chill. I don't really get that part. So just chill. What are we chilling on? Are we telling them to chill? So it's like before you make this action, right? That's going to wreck everything. Yeah. Take, take a second to chill. Like think about it. Right. You know, is what you're doing going to, like, mess it up for everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is going to mess it up for everybody. <laughs> Don't do it. No matter what I'm going to do. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, you wrote down a MCA quote here. Did you want to say that? Oh, yeah. So, um, so MCA, he's Ad Gauk, right? And Adam Yauch, and he said, uh, with the interconnectedness that we share is one, every action that we take affects everyone. So when deciding for what a situation calls, there is a path for the good for all. Is that like a song lyric, or is that just something that he wrote? That's a song lyric. That's part of the song, actually. Oh, this song? I think so, yeah. Because I was, I was reading that the other night when we were talking about this, and I was like, I, I couldn't put that into the flow of that song mm-hmm. but again i am not i'm nowhere near as good of an mc <laughs> as the beastie boys oh i thought you were gonna say as me oh as uh <laughs> robin banks just kidding. dj robin banks you don't even mc man you're just a dj you're like the dr dre of this shit I'm although just a rapper. dre does <laughs> rap sometimes but it's not very good what are you trying right? to say what's the what's the best what's the best <laughs> dre verse on a on a song oh it's from the one he did with eminem oh um you forgot about dre yeah Uh uh-huh oh that is a good one yeah Mm -hmm. stop coming up to me and all this shit and jet skis and well because you know like dre is always a kind of a slow rapper you know yeah and like he never really did like the fast eminem must have like you know made him smoke crack or something (laughs) No, I think he just got like mad and then his rapping improved. I mean, I've seen him do it live. I mean, he can do it. Oh, yeah. You know, like that faster paced, you know, rap. God but, damn those bass lines and shit, though. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, talk about producing. Talk about it, babe. Talk about producing. <laughs> do you want to talk it. about producing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah man you've been producing this show how are you liking being a producer that's I, great man i passed the producer torch on to you yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> do you love it i love it oh good yeah um so send all your production notes to hello at teambabe.live yeah and uh look us up on all the things um oh yeah maybe you should come say, say hi subscribe to the show That'd be yeah, cool. if you want, jump in, jump out. You know, it's all good. Leave us a review. You know, the, if all you the feel things like it. that other podcasts tell you to do. Try, like, listen to them and then do that, but substitute Team Babe. And you didn't have to listen to any ad reads today, so yeah, except the Nintendo one, and that was 
you know, that's, that's just brief. a joke. And it was brief, very brief. It just kind of brought it up naturally in conversation. Yeah. Right? That's what you do when you're a really good ad reader. You just bring it up in conversation. People don't even know yeah. that you're talking about. Just like mybookie.com. <laughs> Dude. Blah, 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 blah. No, don't start reading those. I've almost got it memorized, <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> just like my Ridge wallet. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Just like my, my tushy. No? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, man, um, I don't think we wrecked it. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, not us right now. There's other people oh, that, this, are, that have wrecked episode? some shit. Have yeah. didn't wreck the episode of Ocean No. And okay. I think we just need to keep building. And, um, you know, it takes time. It, does it takes take time, time to build. I mean, time is a flat circle. <laughs> I think. Is that what they say? It, uh, that's a tr- uh, true detective thing from like season right. one, like where uh, Rust yeah, is right. talking about time is a flat that. circle and all this mm-hmm. bullshit. Right. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it takes time, and we're putting the time in, and uh, thank you for listening and joining us for this time, because it has been wonderful. Yes, thank you for joining us for this daytime episode. Yeah. This is our soap opera. Cheers. My wine glass has runneth empty. Yes, cheers. Yes. Um, But I will, I'll keep building, and I will not wreck it. Okay. Yeah, because it only takes a second. Same. Yeah. And uh, I love you, babe. Love you too, babe.